0: The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by SGPN Fantasy. Dominate your draft with the free SGPN Draft Kit. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash kit. And the free roll football contest is back and better than ever. $5,000 up for grabs in our NFL contest. And $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord. Drivers, start your engine. Out of you right now because you asked me stupid questions, but since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, I- improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things.
1: now. Here are your hosts, Rod Villa Gomez and Cody Zeeb,
0: coming to you with another episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb, I'm Rod Villa Gomez, and if you aren't exhausted after this weekend of racing at Daytona, I don't know what the hell you are doing. Cody, buddy, we're in the playoffs, but man, did we get a rough road to get there? Did we not? What a fucking sweat. What a
1: fucking day. Oh my goodness. Sunday was something else. Man, Rod, it was fun. It was nerve wracking. We had some big bets on the line multiple times praying for rain praying for no rain, praying for more rain. It was everywhere but 30 to 1 Austin Dillon. Not the most beautiful way to do it, but we knew that's 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 what you get with Super Speedway racing and hell yeah, we'll take it.
0: You know, it's funny because I didn't realize that I was going to learn how to do so many different forms of a rain dance over the last couple of days. Just, you know, the one to bring the rain to you, the one to keep the rain away, and then it just was so ridiculous. And and absolutely right, we're bearing the lead. Uh, This was a fantastic weekend of racing. It was it was chaotic. It was everything we had hoped it would be. And uh, obviously, we're going to break it down more in stages two or in stage two rather. But uh, I mean, really. You can't start this episode without saying how incredible... And in fact, I was actually going to start... I was going to lead off the show by saying... Because I started out... I, I, I said in the show last week, whoever the schedule makers were that made this possible, kudos to them. And then... This week I was gonna start off by saying whoever the schedule makers were that left it to Daytona to decide the last playoff spot, screw you, because that was the most insane way to determine one last fight. Well, actually three if you if you're really up to it, because it was it was Dylan, and then obviously it was between whether Blaney or Truex was still gonna be able to do it, and and that was still up in the air. So, I mean, whoever decided that, kudos to you. And I hate you all at the same time because that was more stressful of a Sunday than it needed to be.
1: I mean, we talked about it last week. We said this is going to be one of the most chaotic races we've ever seen. And there was even more thrown into it than anything. So to back all the way up, obviously we recorded all of our shows by Wednesday night. And then I think it was either, I think it was Thursday morning. The news came out that Kurt Bush pulled his medical waiver So we had talked all week. There's only one spot for the playoffs. If you win, you're in, blah, blah, blah. So Kurt Busch pulls his medical waiver, says he's not going to be able to compete in the playoffs, opens that spot up to someone else to get in. So now it's like, wow, now there's two spots. So now Blaney and Truex can both get in. A new winner can get in. Another guy can get in. (laughs) And then all the chaos of Sunday. I mean, at different points, we had different guys that could look like they could have won. We had Truex in for a long time. If the rain delay stays where it's at, Truex is in, Blaney's out. We go back racing, Blaney's in, Truex is out. Man. Well, and- I think it was four of the last five years that number 19 car has finished in the top two in the standings, all the way back to even Carl Edwards of that car the last year. The top two in the standings. Four or five years, including Truex's champion, or no, Truex didn't win a championship in the '19. That was a '78. But, but still, just crazy. And now, not even in the field of
0: 16.
1: yeah. yeah. Just what an insane weekend. <laughs>
0: and it Man. didn't even start on Sunday. Literally started on Saturday no. when yeah. we were supposed to run the race, and all of a sudden, the jet drivers are out on the track. It's raining. We think, well, I mean, we saw it on Friday. And we see it again on Saturday. And then they they said, well, we're going to try. We're going to try. And it got to be entirely too late. And then Sunday, they schedule the race, start the race. It rains. And then they had to stop. So in like props to NASCAR. So, uh, I mean, there's
1: obviously been some hate on NASCAR. I don't think there's anything they could have done on that wreck that was caused by the rain. You could clearly see it on the in-car cameras. There's no rain. Then there's rain. Then the field's done. Like, is that fast? Everybody's like, well, it's raining across the street. Well, how <laughs> many times has it rained across? It's a two and a half mile track. Like it rains across the street all the time. and doesn't rain on the track. So you can't, you can't be like, oh, there's rain within 30 miles. You're never going to get the race in ever. So they were doing what they could. The teams knew it was coming. Everybody was racing the rain. We were praying for the rain a little earlier when Haley was leading and stayed out. I mean, everybody knew it was coming. There, I don't think there was anything they could do. And that's just... I mean, super speedway racing is chaotic enough without that happening. But then you put that in and Austin Dillon goes from 16th to 1st. And then, I mean, we're sitting on 30 to 1. We just like let it end here. And then they go back. They wait three and a half hours. Three and a half. I've never seen NASCAR wait that long for just 20 laps. But to their credit, they didn't want it to be controversial. They didn't want it. You know, well, Kevin Harvick should have won, even though his car couldn't even continue when the race was gone. Don't give me that bullshit of I was leading, but your car is so destroyed. You can't even race it when they go back with 20 to go. No, you're not leading then you're crashed, (laughs) (laughs) but whatever. So, but man, just like the whole thing, they start at at 10 a.m., nice and early i mean they had the drivers in the car turn the national anthem like ready to go the stage breaks were very quick cautions were quick like they knew they only had so much time they saw it out all the way to the end props to them for it it was good racing there's only 10 cars in the lead lap at the end which you know was interesting but uh but it was still i mean you still didn't necessarily know with eight laps to go who was gonna win that race and uh so yeah it, man we knew, we knew it was going to be a fun one, but uh, I'd say it capped off the best regular season I've ever seen in NASCAR. 16 different winners. I don't know that we'll ever see that again anytime soon. I mean, as these teams figure these cars out over the next few years, and, and it's not something we've seen in a long, long, not in the modern era of NASCAR, I don't think. So it's uh, it's been a wild ride, and we still got 10. That's the fun thing. We still got 10 more weeks of this. We got 10 more. Cup Series races throughout the rest of the season. Now it's the playoffs. You thought everybody's belts were tight already. T- reach over and pull those straps even tighter because it's about to get even more insane, even more intense. And I'm here for
0: it, Rod. Uh, these guys aren't done, not even by a long shot. And, and and again, just from the simple fact that we've seen it now, we have absolutely are ready for it. There's super speedway in the playoffs, so let chaos rain down. Uh, let's wrap up the news and notes part with a couple of actual news and notes. We'll get more on the race and, and how the drivers did particularly in stage another, two.
1: Another newsy re- week of, it of is, news, Rod. It really is. They because, just keep throwing it at us. <laughs> well, and,
0: and a lot of it, it revolves around the Bush brothers too because we already, saw, we already talked about the fact that Kurt Bush is out of the playoffs so probably won't drive for the rest of the season. Who knows what that's going to lead to Cody has said it time and time again. It's exactly the Dale Junior situation where he didn't race the rest of that year, never came back, and so maybe this is Kurt Busch's swan song. I hate to see it end like this, but I mean, we may be seeing Kurt Busch's career over because let's let's even just think about this for just one second too. These guys, we we see it time and time again, and when we saw it, we see it with all open, motorsports racing, open wheel otherwise. These guys literally have their lives in the hands of the people around them, right? You get wrecked like that. You get shook up like that. You get, uh, uh, especially at the age that we are, and I'm saying we because Kurt Bush is right around my age. And look, man, I'm thinking about the rest of my life. It's fun to be driving and all that stuff, but if I get messed up, what am I good to for my family, to my kids? To, I'm not going to miss all that stuff, right? Because I'm, I'm driving. I love it. I'm passionate about it, but I just got shook up and I just saw my life flash before my eyes. I'm, I'm past the point now where I'm young enough to, to be bulletproof. So that's where I'd stop and take a, uh, a second and think about it. That's where Kurt Bush is at, and I don't know that we may see him come back again.
1: Yeah, and uh, I mean, just think about it. He's the only driver left that raced against Dale Earnhardt Sr. in his day. Like, how crazy. He's been around that long. And it sucks that it that it could come down to this. This could be the end for him. It's sad to see. Quick note, too. This was a crazy stat. Shout out to my buddy Kevin uh, for pointing this out. But this was the first year that one of the original 10 chase for the championship drivers all the way back to 2004 didn't make the playoffs. Because you had uh, Kurt Busch was, was the last one, and he's made the playoffs the last few years. Kind of carried that on. Ryan Newman had been in that class. you know. But it was, it was guys like Jeff Gordon, Dale Jimmy. Jr., uh, Jimmy Johnson. I mean, a lot of the old, old guard. And so the first time since the playoff started back in 2004 where one of the original 10 did not make it in, which sucks because Kurt Busch qualified for it. He, he just... You know, obviously, is not going to be able to compete. We don't necessarily have a timeline. Maybe he can come back later in the playoffs. Uh, I think it, man, it. He earned the spot, and it sucks to see him not be able to get it. But at the same time, it was nice of him to go ahead and, and withdraw the waiver and give that up and say, hey, you know, somebody else can have the spot that can fight for a championship. Ryan Blaney was in the top five in points all year. He could easily make the Final Four. He could easily be competing for a championship, which he wouldn't have had the chance to do had Kurt Busch not withdrawn that waiver. So
0: it could change the course of history, honestly. And and I think it will, to be honest with you. I, that That's one of those situations now where we're going to watch, and, and you're right, Blaney, and the fact that Dylan made it in it just... <laughs> Because really, again, if Dylan would have won anyways, he still would have been in. But right. you know, Truex I it's just all—it's all sorts of crazy. Yeah.
1: So, Toyota, Toyota. I mean, you, you obviously you probably, I'm sure Toyota had a hand in that. You know, let's pull this waiver, try to get Martin Truex in, and then instead of Ford and a Chevy get in, and the Toyotas left out. <laughs> Sucks for them. But uh, hoisted by couple, their own petard. Yeah, exactly. There's quite a few other knows th- or news things to touch on, just real fast. Craftsman coming back to the truck series as the title sponsor next year. Back in the early 2000s, started as a NASCAR Craftsman truck series. Craftsman kind of went away. They were owned by Sears and stuff. Uh, So the name went away. I think it was Gander came in. Then it changed to camping world. But now Craftsman has been revitalized or whatever, owned by Stanley Tools, I think it is now. So they're putting their name back on the truck series. Um, Daniel Suarez got an contract extension oddly just for one year I thought that was kind of strange it only goes through 2023 so whatever but uh Joey Logano got a multi-year extension his extension matches Ryan Blaney's so those two drivers locked in for a long time Austin Sindrick obviously a rookie that's been performing really well he's not going anywhere anytime soon his dad runs Penske so I think the Penske lineup is rather solidified for quite some time Greg Ives announced his retirement. Alex Bowman's crew chief. He's been a crew chief for 17 years in the Cup Series. Uh, Spent a little time with Dale Earnhardt Jr., I believe, and and some other drivers. So he'll be retiring after this season. Uh, Zane Smith, we kind of thought maybe he would move up. Maybe he would do some, uh, you know, even a Cup Series ride or something. He signed back with the 38 truck in the Truck Series. But also, as part of that deal, is going to run a few Cup Series races with that. Front row motorsports team that owns David Gilliland and, uh, or Todd Gilliland. (laughs) David is his dad, but uh, Todd Gilliland and Michael McDowell's car. Uh, And there's some some Xfinity stuff in there, too, as well for him. And then uh, Colleague and Childress have been confirmed as speaking to Kyle Busch. And I don't know if you noticed Kyle Busch's attitude this weekend, was a little better than we've seen. He opened up his media availability with I have uh what did he say? He said, I have uh breaking news for you or something or I have a story for you. There is no there news is no or something news like yet. that. <laughs> but uh but he seemed to be in a little more chipper of spirits. So also there was of a quick note, there was testing tire test or something at Martinsville during the week. And of all the main of all the playoff drivers the only one who was not there was Kyle Bush on the 18 team. Yeah. So even Tyler Reddick and the eight team was there, which I mean, he's coming back obviously next year to,
0: to Childress, but
1: interesting to note. So I think we might be close to a, to a Kyle Bush deal here.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's where I was getting at too, is Kyle Bush is, is pretty much when he was being interviewed, I, I heard it on MRN and then I saw it a little bit on the, the, when I was trying to pay attention to the to the rain delay broadcast. I can't I can't necessarily pay attention to those. Those those things are so difficult to do it. But it's yeah, tough. yeah, MRN MRN he actually had a little a little stint on them and eh, you know, again, not not giving anything away, but not ne- not necessarily uh, uh, shying away from some of the tougher questions. One of the more open and honest Kyle Bush interviews I've heard in a while as far as just him being like you
1: said, in a good mood, sort of just Yeah, which which the way we've seen him acting the last few weeks mm-hmm. Was very more subdued. Very much, I'm I'm facing the actual reality of how this is going to go. Things aren't looking good, but a little bit of a brighter brighter story here. So he kept mentioning mentioning sponsorship. So I, my guess is there's a deal in the works. It's just dependent on some final sponsors maybe signing off, but uh, could be huge news, especially if he's changing. I mean, those two teams specifically I mentioned are Chevy teams. That changes a lot of things. If he leaves Toyota, goes to Chevy, that entire KBM stable of trucks is Toyotas. They would undoubtedly go to whatever he's going to be driving in the Cup Series. That changes the Toyota racing development pipeline, changes the Chevy driving pipeline. Then you got Kyle Busch Motorsports, Dale Jr., or, you know, JRM in the and Hendrick, Hendrick. in the Cup Series. Yeah. We think Chevy's dominant enough as it is. Woof. Watch out! But uh, man, just this has been one of the craziest, silly seasons, quote unquote, that that we've seen in, in quite some time.
0: Yeah, I, and it's not going to get there's still more to come. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say it's not it's not over <laughs> yet. We're not even done. Exactly. Uh, well, speaking of not done, let's uh, let's go ahead and move on to stage two. We'll talk about the bets that we placed in the ridiculousness that was uh, Daytona. <laughs> we'll come back after a quick break to break down stage two. But before we do, let me ask you. You think it is joining WinBet? Now's the perfect time because new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. And if you're betting baseball, you got to check out WinBet because the reduced juice in baseball games makes them the perfect place to bet MLB. Plus, WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to one thousand dollars not to mention win just released their first qb with five td prop bets so much to choose from all you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash w-i-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today offer subject to change terms can just winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 tell you about odds trader you want to know what that is well i used to have to have about 15 20 30 100 tabs open on my computer while i was researching my bets while i was trying to find and track down the best prices that books had to offer just all sorts of stuff that i had to do when it pertained to finding odds and and pertained to researching those odds to give them to you Now, I don't got to do that anymore. I just have one tab open now and doing everything I need to do to find the best bets to place and the best bets to suggest. And that's oddstrader.com. Not only can I compare all the odds across the books, but I can do all the research involved. Like I said, I can find past game performances. I can find head-to-head matchups. I can find even weather The projected weather for the game. It's so ridiculous how much information is available to me on oddstrader.com. You, too, must go to oddstrader.com because you will find all this and more to make you a better, better. So go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, it's the number one site for all... I get choked up when I think about it. It's the number one site for all your game day bets. Who doesn't love a good free roll? Well, the free roll football contests are here. College football contests, $1,500 are up for grabs in this thing. you got to get in on NFL contest, $5,000, and also a two-night stay at Wynn Las Vegas is also up for grabs. You guys better hurry up and get in this because I'm going to grab all this if you don't. Sign up exclusively right now in our Discord. It's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. And yes, Odds Trader does get me that excited to where I just cannot hold all of my excitement in, Cody. It's it's just ridiculous. I love it so much. Hey, it's uh, pretty exciting stuff. It is. when I Look, when I don't have to have a million tabs open on my computer, I absolutely love that and i love them for that because i thought to myself why why could we not have this just all in one place well now we do so
1: it's great you don't have to go back and forth between 16 apps trying to find everything god it's so much works exciting. out nicely
0: well speaking of going back and forth between 16 different th- apps that's what we were all doing on friday night on saturday night trying to figure out just what on god's green earth is happening across the globe in daytona the answer cody weather <laughs> that's what was going on weather daytona. was
1: uh literally quite literally a major factor this weekend and uh that's the that is the one thing you're gonna get you put you put it in daytona in august eh, you kind of can't expect anything different now this is the third season of it and this was the first time of the three that it's had affected the race but uh you know something something that's gonna happen At least they have lights there we can go under the lights and stuff like that but uh it all ended up working out in the end
0: fine we put daytona under the dome that's what we do we just make it a dome race that's
1: yeah two and a half mile dome that sounds cheap
0: yeah no (laughs) hey go to go to dallas i think they can afford that kind of stuff uh all right jerry jones buy it (laughs) (laughs) hmm hmm now, now you're thinking, thinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right so it started with the truck race and the truck race was even delayed on friday night and in fact there were people that were watching it well into the evening spoiler Extended alert here. cody i watched it until 1 in the morning because i had to record it my my daughter had her first uh football game as a member of the band so i was there at the football game i got home and i was like hey i still am not necessarily done with the race i gotta wait so I waited, and then I watched the rest of the race up until about 30 in the morning. But I got to say, I was not disappointed. That was a highly... I mean, disappointed bet-wise, obviously, but the race itself it was... We
1: some good bets. Yeah, but, uh, chaos. But yeah, I mean, man, if you, if you were lucky enough to have Jeremy Clements, he had to have been north of 100 to 1. I mean, we... And we talked about this last week so much. And we, I mean, we're going to recap these bets, and we killed it this weekend. We had a great week. I mean, obviously, you hit a 30-to-1. That just wipes everything out. But a lot of these other bets we had were just cash after cash after cash. And despite all the unknowns in the super speedways, despite anybody being able to win, we talked about it. Just go sprinkle random people. I was talking about it. When the rain delay happened, I was sitting on uh, – Landon Castle was in third, and I had bet him like 50-to-1 for a top three because I always do on these super speedways. You just go, you bet, uh, just sprinkle a couple bucks. I, it was like five bucks I put on, three bucks, something like that. But it pays out pretty nicely. And we saw it hit. There was a, and you shared this on the Discord. Somebody put a $13.25 free bet that they free had. bet. They put it in a parlay. I'm going to pull it up here real quick. Because this is just absolutely insane now don't go do this this weekend at Darlington because (laughs) that would be absolutely stupid but if they offer something like this at uh at a super speedway again go for it oh they won't Cody they won't you know they they won't because yeah because wait till you hear this so four leg parlay Cody Ware top 10 at 20 to 1 BJ McLeod top 10 20 to 1 Landon Castle top 10 15 to 1 David Reagan top ten. Plus 950 1349 free wager rod it paid out nine hundred ninety-nine thousand four hundred thirty-three dollars and sixty-three cents. Holy fucking shit. That is insane. Insane, Rod. But, that I mean that's but, Cody lightning striking. Don't but,
0: Cody. That wasn't the only ticket he cashed. He cashed no, a $78,000 t- ticket. Yeah. He, yeah. Oh, he get
1: a round robin one that was similar. Oh. Yeah. That was like 78,000 off of like, wasn't that one was like 63 cents or something yeah. that he put on it. Like, yeah, just, and there was other, I mean, there was multiple types that this was the biggest one. There were multiple tickets. I mean, the books got absolutely destroyed <laughs> by NASCAR betters this weekend, they did, which we love to see. It's great. You know, that's what we're here for. <laughs> but this one, man, that's crazy. Just insane. But goes to show you on these super speedways, again, we we, we beat it into the ground last week. You know, don't, as always, don't bet more than, than you can afford to lose, but expect to lose it on the super speedways because it's so tough. But you hit the right stuff, and it can pay out <laughs> quite nicely, very clearly, because... I mean, literally those guys weren't in the race, all race. They just happened to keep it clean, stay out of the way. Now the rain ended up being the wreck that took them out, but who's to say that all those cars weren't going to crash anyways. We've seen it so many times and man, just what a freaking weekend.
0: Well, it's funny because like that was one of the things where they kept it clean who would have thought that the entire front of the field would have been the ones to crash out of the race? And that's really where and 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 again, that was that was the Cup Series, the Xfinity Series, same thing. It was the exact same yep. thing, and that's why a lot of these bets that we ended up cashing cashed because all of the uh, of the front of the pack basically um, crashed out. So yeah. let's and it's just.
1: And this is why I love – Super Speedway is my favorite, even though it's so volatile. It's my favorite thing to bet, my favorite thing for DFS. I killed it again in DFS on Super Speedways. And it just – it's so unpredictable, but yet it's so predictable. There's just certain things. And this this – we're going to get into it when we get to the Cup Series bets. But the Chase Elliott over Kyle Larson bet just – it ended up being motor troubles, but it doesn't matter. It's just always – thing. Larson just cannot figure out anything on super speedways. You fade him every single time and Elliot finished 29th. So it's not like he had a great day despite being up there half the day, but it just, some of these things are so easy and you find we hit a plus eight fifty in the Xfinity series race, even though we didn't have the winner. And it's because you find these things that offer value at tracks like this. You have enough spread out through them and you're going to hit some of it because there's just so much going on. There really is.
0: Uh, All right, let's get into those bets then. We had uh, one that started out with a win, and this is one that I didn't think was going to be in any, uh, I guess, trouble of not cashing, uh, and that's AJ Allmendinger as a top five car. But, boy, there were a few points in that race where you started to wonder whether or not it was going to happen, and he managed to keep it clean enough. (laughs) He managed to get his car back inside of the top five despite all sorts of trouble happening to him and around him. But this is a testament of the points leader in the Xfinity series and how absolutely resilient he has been all season long and nothing epitomizes that more than his top five finish at Daytona just outlasting just absolute acts of God around him to to get inside the top five. You had him at plus 100, and that cashed.
1: Yep, yeah, AJ Almendinger, top five. I mentioned on the podcast the top three at plus 250. That wasn't the official play I gave out, but he did finish third. So hopefully he got down on both because great value there. Again, a plus money play. And this is like five, six, seven races in a row that he's finished. Top five at Daytona, at Talladega. He just always finds himself up there. And we talked about it. The win is just so elusive for him. He, He gets close, but he can't quite get there. And again, same thing. But he's always up in that top five. He's always there at the end. He had a hell of a day. He went through a lot of stuff. For a while, it wasn't looking good. He found his way back up there. Was there at the end when it counted. So, A.J. Almendinger, top five, plus 100. Good enough way to start the day off. I mean, it was scary. It literally was. <laughs> you
0: thought to yourself, well, here we go. He's run out of luck. And the ovals are not going to be good to him once more, especially this one. Uh, but, yep, I love me some A.J. Almendinger. He is, spoiler alert, the lock screen on my phone. I, I love there was a picture of him. Uh, when he won at uh, at Indianapolis right afterwards and they sort of somebody made a collage of it and I, I thought it was awesome. And that's when I became a huge AJ Almendinger fan when the dude was like cool suiting it up and couldn't necessarily do it the next day. I was like I love it. So uh there yep AJ Almendinger plus one hundred top five <sighs> I present my next bet that did not cash with all sorts of sorrow because Anthony Alfredo I, I put oh. him over Brandon Brown Man, how much, Cody, did it pain you to watch what happened to Alfredo? He was running up front all damn race long, literally, was the talk of the entire broadcast. How look how good Anthony Alfredo's doing! Oh my god, can you believe how, how much Anthony Alfredo is doing? He led eight laps in the entire race, he made it 98 of the 100 laps, Cody only to get messed up in that final gigantic wreck. Lost his opportunity for a win and lost his opportunity to finish over Brandon Brown.
1: Again, uh, a good bet. I mean, Brown ended up having a good day as well, but but like you said, he was up there. They kept talking about him, kept talking about him. There were points you thought maybe he was going to win that race. He looked very, very good. Got caught up in it. We've talked about it a million times. That's the super speedway part of it where it gets you. Even though you had a good case, it was a good bet, he got caught up in it, and that's what happens. It is exactly
0: what happens. Uh, he ended up So Brandon Brown, spoiler alert, finished fourth in all of that nonsense uh, where Anthony Alfredo got shuffled all the way back to 32nd. Horrible, horrible finish for a guy that had so much potential through the entire race. Uh, again, it was such a good story, the, the one-time, full-time cup driver. Back there in Xfinity, running some fantastically fast laps and just making—he yeah, was second in stage two. I mean, he—he mm-hmm. he was up there most
1: of the day, and it just didn't pan out at the end. He got caught up in it, but super speedway racing for you. Super speedway racing.
0: Uh, all right, you followed that bet up with Len and Castle over John Hunter Nemechek. This one uh, again, you know.
1: Not the prettiest of ways. I mean, Lane and Castle end up finishing 23rd, but John Ernimacek, 35th, out of the race very early. Another one of those that you cashed early. It just, that equipment he's in, and he's not a great super speedway racer overall. And you put those two things together, and it that's how it worked out. Castle was having, another guy, one of those guys, having a great day. He was up there. He got caught up in that stuff at the end there, and, and that cost him. Uh, Finishing 23rd, but easily covers over John Hunter Nemechek minus 115. Uh, so, yeah, another a great head-to-head there that that cashed for us.
0: Indeed. Look, if you're noticing a pattern, yes, Cody cashed just about every damn thing he put his mind to, uh, especially in the Xfinity race. So, uh, But me, I just fell on hard luck because guess what? I gave you Noah Gregson over Ty Gibbs. That was looking to be one of the more boldest uh, choices of the entire uh, entire race, um, and then it just felt to me like that was a good a good thing. Well, guess what? Ended up not. Noah Gragson did not finish over uh, Gibbs, but not for a lack of trying, because Gragson was another car that was up in the front of the race, got caught up in the mess, got shuffled back. So unfortunately, Ty Gibbs, uh, in our in our case, finished seventh. Kept his car clean enough to manage a top 10 finish. But um, yeah, Gregson could not stay out of the mess and found his way uh, back to the back of the pack.
1: And he looked like one of the best cars all day. Gibbs did win stage one, but then Gregson was there one stage two right ahead of Alfredo. And he was running, it was one of those cars that ran up front all day. And I kept thinking during the race, Rod talked about him and look at him yet again. We've seen it a couple of times. He won, I think, earlier this season at Talladega. One of those guys you definitely want to keep an eye on at Super Speedways because he's got it figured out, as you saw Sunday in the cup race as well, getting a top five for Beard Motorsports, a, a very a team that has one full-time employee, one, and they only race Super Speedways, and he got top five. Now, yes, a lot of stuff happened in the race, but top five is the top five. That's what it shows on the page. That's what you get finished. That's what you get paid for. So, yeah, I think you were on the right track again, but again, Super Speedway racing, and, you know, we've had a lot of success this year, but I'm never going to be like, oh, I'm a super speedway expert. I know what I'm talking about because it only takes these little things. Again, two guys in a row. You had good bets. They looked good all day. The result just didn't happen to be there. And that's that's just the super speedway side of things uh, jumping up and biting you.
0: Indeed. Gregson led the most laps, by the way, 52 of them uh, in the entire race. So tell it's me you couldn't have
1: the race, which for a super speedway, is very impressive because that lead changes so much. Those packs, those, those lines come and go. So being able to lead over half the race is very impressive. Yeah. He was throwing some
0: big blocks out there and that's really ultimately what got him.
1: That's what got him
0: Yep, (laughs) was those big blocks. Somebody came down on him and he just couldn't handle it. So (sighs) anyway, well you had one that cashed. I'm again, there's a lot of, when I go back through these, uh, I highlight green the ones that we hit. And there was a lot of green on Cody's side. So I just I just want to say congratulations again. Listen to Cody. That's that's the whole show has been predicated on listening hey, to Cody.
1: Hey man, last week you had the you had the winner, not me. So uh <laughs> give, give yourself some credit there. So it's a team uh, effort. What's mine is yours, what's yours is mine. So
0: well, this one this one it's, was uh, was won the cash. It was Brandon Jones over Sam Mayer. We talked about Brandon Jones finishing fourth. Poor Sam Mayer, I mean, that, that kid, he's a kid, literally a kid. 91 laps, got caught up in that accident with 91 laps, uh, you know. But I don't think this one was – this one was close the whole way through too.
1: Yeah, it was, but, but the angle I went with was the inexperience of Mayer. He's young. Brandon Jones, he finished 20th. Brandon Brown finished fourth. But oh, yes. either way, yes, he yes. finished 20th. Mayer, 34th. Again, that was just the whole thing was – Jones has the experience on this track. He knows how to handle the draft. He's always good at these super fast tracks. Saw it at Michigan a couple of weeks ago. And Mayer is younger, just doesn't quite have the handle on it. The inexperience will show. That's what happened. So another one, another one where found the good angle and got lucky. I mean, again, Brandon Jones finishing 20th. That's not that great of a result. But luckily the inexperience of Mayer had already bitten. He was already out of the race. And at that point you're cashing.
0: So much green. That's that's the only problem. I, I highlighted everything green, and there's two Brandons in there. So I jumped ahead. My eyes, my old eyes, jumped ahead to the Brandon the next, Brown.
1: The other Brandon, Brandon's the next bet of mine. Exactly. Well,
0: let's let's get to that after we get to my Sheldon Creed top five, which was the case almost all damn day. Sheldon Creed was in the mix all damn day till he wasn't till lap 82 when he unceremoniously. Uh, was wrecked out of the race. I felt bad for that man. He, who what a hit and what a what an absolute disaster of a of a wreck that was. That was the wreck that took out uh, not only Sheldon Creed um, but so many other cars. And that was one of the first ones that took out like absolutely multiple cars in that one. Uh, it was just a absolutely horrendous. It was the two, the seven. The 26 or the 07, rather, the 26 and the 68, which was the first multi basically multi car wreck. Um, that that made him basically not a top five finisher after that,
1: yeah. And it's crazy because you said lap 82 was that accident. Like, we got a long way into this race with most of the field intact, most of the cars. Sammy Smith had that just weird lost control and spun out, hit the inside wall early. Uh, and was out of the race, but then everybody else was in the race for a long time. Creed was looking good. One of my winners, I gave him out 20 to 1. I was feeling good about that, those RCR cars. I gave them both out to win, looking great all day. But then, yep, he gets caught up in that one and and ends his day. Unfortunately, ends both of our bets there. But uh, I think we're on the right track again with a guy that, that looks good. Getting so close. He just has not been able to finish some of these races, and that's been the issue, but uh,
0: oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> it was plus 550, and it was looking so good all day long. I just felt and That's the thing is, uh, again,
1: finding those good plus odds bets on the super speedways, that's, that's where you're going to make the best money. Yeah, we've had a couple minus odds head-to-heads here that hit, and we had a couple that missed, so it kind of washes itself out. But you find a couple of these different plus odds ones, which we'll jump into my next because it was the same thing, and you're going to hit some, you're going to miss some, but as long as you hit some, you're going to have a good day. So plus 850, this was a group B. It was Jeb Burton, Sammy Smith, John Hunter Nemechek, Riley Herbst, and then the bottom two guys in in the group, Brandon Brown and Ryan Sieg, both plus 850. I said put a little bit on both. Sieg looked hella good all day. Also was one of my winners that I gave out. I gave him out 50 to one. I was feeling real good about that. He was in it till the end there. Uh, But Brandon Brown, who got to follow me all week, I wrote him up 60 to one to win the race in my Garage Guys article for the Xfinity Series race. I was sweating that one hardcore because he was really close a couple of times as the week went on. Got more information. Larry's Lemonade was going to be back on the car. All the drama and all the stuff we had talked about he was going to have some funding again. This was a big race. They really needed a win. I knew he was going to be up there mixing it up. He was going to have a chance. He finished fourth, so a great day. Wasn't enough to get the 60-to-1 win, but it was enough to win Group B. Obviously, Sammy Smith, John Herney, taken out very early. We already talked about those guys going out. Uh, Jeb and Herps didn't have great finishes either. Sieg got wrecked as well, but but Brandon Brown, plus 850 to win Group B. Um again, man, just finding these plus odds bets at a track like this. Don't don't do this going into Darlington now. Don't just be like, oh, I'm just gonna take a bunch of plus odd stuff and hope something hits. It's not gonna be the same kind of racing. It's not gonna have the same kind of results. It's four times a year. Now, luckily, it's six times a year with Atlanta. We get these chances to make these big plays like this. We got one more this year in Talladega. So save it all up for then. We're gonna do the same thing again. Try to kill the books again, hopefully. But, uh,
0: yeah, it, it, it was the strategy, and it worked out for us. I feel like we just need a dice, a 20-sided dice. That's what we're going to end up doing for the for Talladega. We're going to do it Dungeons & Dragons style, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to leave it all up to our cleric to try to uh, uh, win it for us. <clears throat> all right, speaking of winning, I actually hit a green one. Yay! I had uh, Josh Berry over Daniel Hemrick. You want to talk about a sweat? That was a sweat. Literally one position separated the two, and uh, it was Josh Barry at 18th, Daniel Hemrick at 19th. This one, my friends, had, like, tons of back and forth to it. Hemrick actually got DVP'd, uh, but still finished 18th, or 19th, rather. But, man, I'm telling you right now, just watching the battle between these guys, the sweat was real. It was literally Josh Barry was up. He was back. He battled back up. It was, it was just not a sweat that I liked. Ultimately, it was a position that separated the two, and that's all you need in a head-to-head, ladies and gentlemen, and that cashed. So thank God to Josh Berry. Uh, he started fifth. I mean, he started in the front of the pack, but again, with all the shuffling going on, pit strategies, and, and all the nonsense that was happening around him, uh, it, we were very lucky to get him to finish in 18th with Daniel Hamrick finishing, uh, at, uh, at 19th, a lap down. Yeah. Uh, again, sometimes you just gotta be
1: lucky, but, uh, you, you were on the right track and it worked out for you, man. Hamrick, he's had a rough season after winning the championship last year. It's, it's been rough for him. So, uh, yeah, I'll jump into my winners. I feel really good about all three of these bets. I would make them all again, even knowing the results now. Again, Clements won. He was like 100 to 1 or more. Crazy if you had him. Awesome. Uh, you know, the sprinkle and long shots thing works out on these tracks quite often. So congrats. But I had Austin you know, 10 to 1. He finished 14th. He was in the mix all day. Looked really good all day. Had a car that could get it done. Second in stage one. Um, just got shuffled out. Got caught up in it at the end there. Didn't work out for him. We already talked about Creed. He ended up finishing 36, but that result is not indicative of how his day went. 20-1 to odds. I would take that again in a heartbeat. He had a great day until the accident. And then Ryan Sieg, 50-1. to Man, this one had a real chance. It looked good for a while. He was top 10 in stage 1, uh, top 10 in stage 2, and then was running really well. His brother, Kyle Sieg, actually ended up for the 10th place finish. Younger brother that's just racing part-time for that family-owned team. Good to see for him. Sieg ended up getting caught up in that. uh, I think that was a lap 82 accident and and finished 26th. But uh, he was looking good for a long time during the day at 50 to 1. You can't ask much more for that. Uh, And then if you did follow my article later on in the week, I gave out AJ Allmendinger. I gave out Brandon Brown. They finished third and fourth in the race. So, so close on hitting the outrights. Didn't quite get it with the, the super long shot. But again, I think the process was good. I think that we were on drivers that had a chance that were in the race that multiple times throughout the day could have been the guy didn't work out for him at the
0: end, but, but I I would make all of those bets again. Indeed. I would make the Josh Berry to win bet again. He led, uh, five laps in total in this race. I'm sorry, six laps in total in this race and was fifth in stage two. Good position almost all day long. Again, you just get caught up in it he gets shuffled around uh, he got left uh, for a dance partner he couldn't find one for a while so late in the race uh, just again Josh Berry fell on some terrible luck along with every single driver that I picked in the Xfinity series for sure so uh, yeah I'm just going to go ahead and chalk that up to absolute super speedway madness and and move on um, but yeah so Cody let's let's go on and move on to the uh, X, or to the cup race on Sunday where we didn't have as many bets hit, but the one that did obviously hit the best. So let's start with uh, your Corey LaJoy top Chevy uh, and to win also at, at 100 to 1. So, yeah, Corey
1: LaJoy to win 100 to 1, top Chevy 50 to 1. I'm going to bet on him every single time we go to a super speed to win. I don't care what his odds are. He looked good. He was having a good day, he, he was running up front a lot. So it came out later in the week. He said on his podcast, uh, Stacking Pennies" podcast, that he wasn't running – what did he say? I don't think – sometimes they get Hendrick engines. He didn't have the Hendrick engine, and he wasn't really going to be racing to win. He was just going to be trying to get a decent finish. And then, then the race came around, and he wasn't just trying to get a decent finish and sticking back. He was up in the mix all day throughout the day. One wreck, he was sideways to the grass, didn't touch anything. Back on the track, still had a chance. Ended up having some mechanical issues after that. I think he was running at the end of the race, but but multiple laps down after having lots of problems and, and just trying to limp at home. Uh, he ended up finishing 30th. But but again, at 50-1 to 1 and 100-1, to 1, I'll make these bets each and every time on a super speedway. He can get it done. We ended up seeing Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick win, but then Landon Castle was the next top Chevy. LaJoy's teammate, probably longer odds than LaJoy was. To be the top Chevy. So he, he would finish fourth, but but easily was up there in the mix, could have gotten it done. Lejoy's an amazing super speedway driver. We've seen it. We saw him almost win in at Atlanta. I can't believe we still get these kind of odds on him. I'm gonna take it every time. You can just write that one down for Talladega right now. Place that bet and and don't even bother looking because it's gonna be on my card no matter what.
0: Hey, Lejoy led six laps. Again, that that's nothing to sneeze at in that madness that was Daytona, So, yeah, Corey LaJoy, I mean, even the broadcasters talked about it, how uh, disappointing it was that that seven car did not uh, find its way to the front uh, at the end of the race. Um, All right, I had Christopher Bell over Tyler Reddick, and unfortunately, Christopher Bell was one of those ones that ran into hard luck again, Uh, could not make it to the end of the race. Boy, he got t bone and that was it. I mean, it was... 36th is what Kyle or uh, Christopher Bell finished, but he was running up front as well for most of that, or for the part of the race that he was in, at least for those 30 laps that he ran uh, until he got wrecked out.
1: Yeah, that was uh, that was a pretty big big wreck that had a couple hard hits in it that that took out kind of that first group of guys. Again, he was looking good, he was running well, he wasn't out there a long time, but it looked like he had a car that could compete. Tyler Reddick, kind of a surprisingly good day for him. Ends up finishing second. Played very, very nicely. Great defense to keep everyone away from his teammate. Let his teammate get into, into victory lane and into the playoffs. Maybe maybe earn some uh, some brownie points with uh, Richard Childress as they try to get through the next year and a quarter while he's still with the team before moving on to 23-11. But, uh, yeah, Reddick, I was really surprised because we've not seen that type of finish from him on the super speedways we talked about it he got lucky he made it through everything and was there at the end but uh didn't didn't work out for bell but again i don't think it was necessarily a bad bet just uh wrong side of the super speedway racing again
0: wrong side of the super speedway racing again if i had to do it over i'd still do it again christopher bell over tyler reddick uh but you had one that hit and this (laughs) the two-car boy He was he was one of the ones that that surprised too, because he he was in a mix a couple of times with some of those those toughles, but he still managed to get in there and, and finish ahead of Kyle Bush.
1: Yeah, so uh, another one that, man, again, I, I just I could not get on Kyle Bush. Austin Cindric has been so good at Super Speedways. We saw him win at Daytona early in the spring. We saw him almost win. I mean, really, he had a really good shot to win. When they came back, ended up getting bumped. He wasn't even mad about it. He knew it was coming. Everybody knew it was coming. I was happy it happened because obviously I needed Dylan to win. But uh, but yeah, I mean, Kyle Busch was having a pretty decent day. He ended up finishing tenth. He was the last the last of the lead lap cars. Uh, just kind of avoided all the big stuff. But uh, not not really a spectacular day from him. Cindric he's one to keep an eye on uh, for these super speedway races because he's been doing a great job. And uh, again, the result is there first at Daytona in the spring third at Daytona here. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on going forward with him at super speedways. But another one where, you know, I mean, both these guys made it to the chaos to both be in the top 10 at the end with the crazy results we got was really a good day for both of them. Luckily, had the Cindric side of it, and he came out on top.
0: He sure did, and cashed that bet, unlike the one that I picked, which I picked from the heart, uh, which I probably shouldn't have. Kevin Harvick uh, over Kyle Busch. Obviously, we know that Kyle Busch finished the race. Uh, Kevin Harvick, not so much, in fact. But it was sad because, once again... Kevin Harvick was in a position where he was running well through the entire race. And we thought, you know, hey, Kevin Harvick's looking good. Kevin Harvick's looking good. And then all of a sudden, Kevin Harvick got messed up in the mix with all the other nasty stuff that happened. And uh, sure enough, Kevin Harvick was promptly ejected from the race on that wreck that took out so many uh, good cars as well. And it just it was so difficult to see. On, uh, on lap, what was it, 32 is where he got uh, pretty much taken out the first time and, and was unable to really recover after that. Limped around, did some good stuff, but, uh, yeah, just not uh, Kevin And Harvesting. I mean, if it
1: would have ended under the rain delay, he would have been second. He was scored second as the rain delay happened. Once they went back to caution flag, his car was not able to move. They had to tow it off the grid. So you could have easily catch this. He was putting himself in a place. He was running well. He was in that group that was making good runs. He, he was in the mix. Again, <laughs> the super speedway part of things just got you one more time. But just you, you couldn't necessarily expect a wreck like that with the rain. And again, sometimes it's just luck. I don't know how Austin Dillon made it through that that race, but my family will attest. I was screaming, oh, my God, is that Austin Dillon as I'm watching that wreck? (laughs) Who's the green car? Is that Austin Dillon? (laughs) And, uh, yeah, Harvick Harvick tried. He almost – there was a window that opened up. He gunned it, and it closed quickly and ended his day. But, uh, But, again, I would make this bet with you again as well because of the whole Kyle Busch thing, not been running well, all of that in the way that, that Kevin Harvick has run lately.
0: Yep. Absolutely. And, and so that's, that's what I'm saying. Like with Kevin Harvick, that would have been second. That would have been it wasn't. So, uh, all right, we move on to your Elliot over Larson bet, which again, you, you pretty much championed all throughout the whole, uh, couple of, of episodes. And obviously it hit hard <laughs> poor Larson, man. Uh, that guy, he, he cannot catch a break this season. Just he he's, he's having
1: a rough time. I mean, he got the win at the the road course a couple weeks ago, so I guess this was his payback for that. We talk about the racing gods getting even on things; they got even this week. Engine troubles issue for the f- or engine issue early for the five car. He's just, I mean, that's a nice. It's nice when that happens. You cash it early. You don't have to worry about it. He's still not a good super speedway racer. Even if he'd have raced in this, I don't think he would have beat Elliott. Elliott had a great car. Looked very good. Uh, second in stage one. Was running great a majority of the day. He was caught up in the the rain accident, um, and ended up finishing 29th After all that, wasn't able to continue. <laughs> it was funny because they were during the rain delay. Somebody had tweeted out, you know, you can track celebrity jets or whatever from the the flight itineraries. Somebody tweeted out, uh, Chase Elliott's plane has just landed in Dawsonville, so you knew he wasn't going to be racing when they if they ever got back to it. Uh, but but again, Elliott proved one more time he is an amazing super speedway racer he was leading their pack a good majority of the beginning of that race up front just he was the one setting the lines making the blocks and in charge of everything he is really really good he's been he's gonna be hard to beat in the playoffs he has been so good everywhere and, and has done such a good job almost one stage one got second to Joey Logano but uh but he's been good Larson is absolutely sucked. Hopefully we get this again at Talladega because I might just throw the house on it.
0: I mean, you might as well. You could probably have (laughs) a bigger house by the time it's all said and done. Uh, You know, and, and, and to be honest with you, it, Larson and, and Elliot, you're right. Elliot pretty much isn't going to be stopped. I think the rest of the season, we may be seeing uh, the, the champion crowned right now. Uh, So that's, I mean, that's where we're at at this point in the season. Uh, All right, let's move on to my next bet where I picked the winning car over 19 and a half because, spoiler alert, I picked Joey Logano to win. Uh, I won't go into that yet, but I will say this, that Eric Jones in the 43 led 22 laps. Joey Logano led 14 laps, and uh, Alex Bowman led 11 laps in this race, all three of which, well, and then you want to throw Haley in the mix, but that was all, uh, you know, whatever, but still, there were some good cars over 19 and a half that were leading this race. And uh, I, you know, Joey Logano was up there the whole damn time too uh, until he got caught up in the in the 159 lap uh, wreck that just ruined my day. Um, yeah, I mean, in, in fact, everybody in my house was like, Logano, no! Uh, he looked, man, he, just like
1: Elliot, though, Logano looked great all, all day. day. One stage one, he was up there. He's another one that knows these super speedways, knows how to do it, was controlling the field a lot of that race, looked good. So I think you, you had the right narrative there. It's a toss-up with the number of the car that's going to win it for the most part. I mean, Austin Dillon wasn't one of the favorites by any any stretch of of imagination. So so I don't think you were necessarily off on this one. You're getting into plus money, which, again, you're just looking around for these plus money bets, in this kind of track, this type of racing. This one didn't work out, but uh, but that's all right.
0: Yeah. Well, then let me wrap up the other two because both of those involved Logano too. Where I had Logano, Chastain in the Quinella at plus four thousand. Obviously, that didn't happen, and Chastain obviously did not. He he got Chastain himself like that. That was having, <laughs> a rough a go. Hard time
1: finish on races lately. That's going to be concerning for him as we move into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, my my fandom of Ross Chastain may have basically uh evaporated him Uh, he he was fun he was fun and then he just kind of got himself out of the mix so uh and then of course i had lagana to win at plus 1300 that didn't happen it looked like it could have he had a fantastic car but did not so again for the odds still a good bet yep all right to wrap up mine
1: i had michael mcdowell group d winner uh another guy he looked good early led led quite a few laps uh was running well 10th in stage one then he got caught up in it uh ended up with a pretty poor result back in 32nd. Not not much you can do about that. I want to say he was leading when he got wrecked. I believe he kind of threw a little bit of a late re- a block got spun. He was the leading, he was in the top couple when he got wrecked. So so he was looking good. Uh that was one of those group bets again. Just a, a weird group that that he shouldn't have been on the bottom of it, plus 550. Austin Dillon was in that group so you wouldn't have cashed it anyways if Michael McDowell didn't beat him and win. But uh, but I think it was for the value, just like we talked about in the Xfinity Series one. It was a good bet. We've seen him do well. He was doing well again. Got caught up in it. Just super speedway racing. Winners, I had a couple of them. Worked out for me. <laughs> uh, Bubba Wallace, 12-1. to 1, Looked good all day. Another guy got caught up in that rain crash. He was, I believe, second when that happened. He, he was up there in it. Uh, Still finished eleventh. He was the first car lap down. Um, Justin Haley, fifty to one. Man, there were points. There were points in that race. He could have won. He he was. He looked really good. They made the pit strategy call, kept him out. He was up front. The rain didn't quite come. We got a quick caution. Still chance for rain didn't come. Then he was one of those lead cars as they went into the corner. Obviously, it started raining. There was no grip into the wall. Ended his day a little early, twenty eighth. But but man, he he looked very very good, ran very well, um, and, and at fifty to one, I would gladly take those odds again. And then of course Austin Dillon, three to one, wasn't the most beautiful way, but Super Speedway racing hardly ever is. Seventeenth place, sixteen cars in front of him crash. Somehow, by some miracle, he weaved his way through there, popped that teal car out. I'm jumping up and down. Then we had to sweat it out during the break. He was watching Paw Patrol with his son Ace and the camper. <laughs> yeah. Got the call there going back racing. Lost the lead, fought back, bumped Cindric out of the way, held on to it, got the win. 30 to one. Always a good day when you hit a big winner like that. Uh we had a good weekend anyways with hitting a lot of bets, but something like that really cleans up the day, cleans up the weekend. And uh yeah, man, another another successful weekend, another successful super speedway. I'm starting to really like this stuff, Ron eating steak.
0: You like eating steak. That's all there is to it. We talk Nebraska, man. That's what we do here. I gotta, I gotta pay for it somehow. Husking corn and eating steak. That's all there is to it. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely a good weekend overall. Uh, just, I mean, again, a good weekend of racing, say what you will, but uh, when we're talking about it as much as we are, obviously there is something to be said about how good it is. Like, even if it's bad, it's still good because we're still talking about it. So Uh, Absolutely a fantastic regular season wrap up and uh, man, we are on to some great racing to come in the playoffs. Let's talk about that next race as we set up stage three. Uh, We'll come back. We'll talk about the Cookout Southern 500. We go back to 500 miles on the track at Darlington. When we come back for stage three, but first let's move on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the, fa- the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I know I use it for mine. It's a game changing product and it's unlike anything else in the industry. Now you can win on Sleeper by playing the new over under game. The over under integrated into fantasy is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience now you can enter a contest via over under itself but you can also do it so through your fantasy leagues matchup screen so patrick mahomes is a starting fantasy quarterback not only do you think you're going to win your fantasy matchup this week but you are also so confident that mahomes is going to hit over his 250 yard passing line you can place that bet there too You pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about the over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and we can all play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing right now. Download the Sleeper app. Play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money on your mobile phone. Join our listener group at Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper's going to automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Use that promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP. You'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. You run your pool. You run your office pool use run your pool it is the home of competition it's bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete connect and make every game matter that much more run your pool offers every game type under the sun from pick'em to survivor to fantasy pools it's the one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else plus we've teamed up with run your pool to host a pool for our official sgpn nfl survivor contest go hop in now reserve your spot you get 500 cash and a 250 dollars gift certificate to the sgpn store if you win sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com sgpn. That's play.runyourpool.sgpn. This week, we move from the wide, expansive racetrack that is the Daytona Super Speedway to just a little bit shorter than the normal mile-and-a-half racetrack in Darlington. Yes, it is the Cookout Southern 500, we go back to 500 laps now in the race here at Darlington for the first race of the playoffs. Cody, we talked about it a lot where we go from one track to the next to the next. The one track style, you just can't get comfortable this season when it comes to races. They don't give you the mile and a half cookie cutter tracks week after week after week. They give you dirt. They give you a super speedway. They give you a road. Now, they're giving you that just under mile-and-a-half racetrack over there in Darlington to start the playoffs.
1: Yeah, the, again, we've talked about it. The schedulers nailed this. They have done such a great job keeping it different every week. You can't get too comfortable. It's always something new to to expect, something different. Head to Darlington, South Carolina, a 1.366-mile track. It's that D-shaped, oval, egg shape, whatever you want to call it. Got the minnow pond out in three and four, so the turns are bigger there than, than they are in one and two, which is whatever. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, this, this is going to be a fun one. This is uh, – I mean, Darlington has the, the nicknames, the Lady in Black, the track Too Tough to Tame. It's a tough track. It, it eats your tires up. It tests the driver to the max. We have been here earlier in the season for the Goodyear 400. This is the Southern 500. One of the quote-unquote crown jewel races, it's that extra 100 miles. This one tests not only the machine, it tests the man, it tests the driver, and this is you're going to see guys that run well for the first part of this race and fall off at the end and fall out of the way. The experienced drivers, the guys who know what they're doing, the guys that always do well on this track, I would expect to do well. Back in the spring, different results Joey Logano won. that was kind of an out of nowhere they weren't really running that well Tyler Reddick one of his many second place finishes before he finally got some wins Justin Haley was third in that race then you got Kevin Harvick Chase Elliott some familiar names but but definitely different results back then I would expect things to be a little different now obviously we'll get into the bets on the betting show but uh Man, uh, it, you know, if have you seen the
0: odds for for the race yet, uh, Rod? I have not dug into them yet. I've been in CFL oh, mode good. this morning.
1: Good. Well, they've just come up here recently. Oh, beautiful. So if you had to guess who's the favorite to win the Southern 500 this weekend, who do you think it is?
0: Denny Hamlin.
1: Kyle, what the fuck, Larson. Six to one. Why is he favored to win this race? Uh, what the fuck are we doing? What are we do doing? Do not know. I'm not betting this. Denny Hamlin, I guess is the co-favorite at 6 to 1. Kyle Larson's listed above him, but Denny Hamlin makes sense. 6 to 1, that's going to take some entertaining. I'm going to tell you right now my long shot winner to win this, Kevin Harvick, 20 to 1. Absolutely no reason he should be 20 to 1. Go bet that right now before they change it. 20 to 1 is stupid on Kevin Harvick here. I don't have the history pulled up in front of me. He's done extremely well at this track. He's one of those drivers that knows this track well, does well here. Finished fourth here in the spring. Back when they were struggling a little bit, when they didn't have the speed that they have now, he's looked good. You're putting a veteran driver like this in a long race that tests the guy. He's got the nickname, the closer. He's in the playoffs. You see him punch that ticket in round one, race one. Remember, as we get into the playoffs now, it's three race blocks. So three races and then four drivers are eliminated. No matter what your points situation is, if you win one of those three races, you're into the next round. It doesn't matter if you're last in the points at the end of that round, as long as you have a win, you're in. So you win in Darlington, the next two races are free spaces. Doesn't matter what happens in them, you're into the next round. Now you could still earn points that'll help you going forward, but winning, you're into the next round. It's as easy as that. Twenty to one for Kevin Harvick is absolutely stupid. That's just, I mean, the odds just recently came out here. I was just looking at them during that last ad read that jumped out to me definitely jump on that early because that is absolutely stupid pricing but uh i just i had to go with that and and i don't know why Kyle Larson is favored to win this race that also seems ridiculous but uh anyways
0: Bookmakers go. Ooh. We'll get into
1: that more in the betting. Show. Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, yeah, bookmakers like, ooh, Kyle Larson won a lot last week. And look, I get yeah. it, and he did. And and a lot of we'll talk about it in the bet. Okay, we'll talk about it the betting show.
1: Let's we'll save. We got we got enough for this. Show. We got enough for this show.
0: Uh, let's look back at some of the past winners. Just like uh, Cody said, Joey Logano won last season. Hamlin won uh the spring race of that one. Truex won uh, in twenty twenty one as well. Uh, and then Hamlin won, uh, won. Hamlin won. Harvick won. Hamlin won. Harvick won. Eric Jones, a winner here, Brad Keselowski. So you look back at the round of 16, you got Logano, Hamlin, and uh, Harvick as winners of this race in the past. You talk about Harvick's stats, again, listen to the, the uh, betting, we'll give you more. I will say this, he has not finished outside of the top 10 since 2013. And in fact, in only two of those, has he finished outside of the top 10 five we'll go deeper in the betting show as far as kevin harvick's uh stats there at darlington but just know well i saw top
1: 10 odds out let's see what that looks yeah, like. yeah if you can jump on
0: anything kevin harvick now before the books adjust this is why you listen to minus the 120
1: preview. for a top 10 Fuck, book that too i don't i don't care if it's not the betting show P- put that in right now minus 120 for a top 10 for kevin harvick he's finished in the top 10 every race since 2013
0: do you need to know any more than that? I don't think no, any – any, no. no other handicapping can <laughs> convince you otherwise. So, uh, All right, Cody. We are going – yeah, I mean, now we're starting to get into the betting show, so we probably should put everybody to bed. <laughs> we should
1: probably save this for tomorrow. We should guess, probably huh? save this
0: for tomorrow, uh, and we will. So we will come back tomorrow with the full slate of bets for all of the races going on. Again, no truck racing. They're not back until Kansas, so we have Xfinity. We've got cup races to, to lay bets on tomorrow, uh, which we will. And we'll dive into all of this stuff and tell you exactly why Kevin Harvick is the champion for your uh, plus bets uh, and especially your top 10 bets. So, all right, Cody, before we head out, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media?
1: Yep, you can find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb. Another super busy week, tons of content. I just recorded a episode of the SGPN Fantasy Football Show earlier today. I'm going to be back on there a couple times this week. So you can watch those live on YouTube. You can listen to them on the on the SGPN Fantasy Football feed as well. So got stuff there. I uh, had two articles come out this week, NFC South, AFC South previews. Uh, got got some fun bets in those, so definitely check those out. Um, but, yeah, again, you can find all my work on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeb. I share all of it there, so that's the easiest way to to find it all and then follow the show as well on Twitter, at NASCAR Gambling.
0: Absolutely. Follow me on Twitter, at RJ Gomez. Find all of my work, actually on the website, on Twitter now, twitter.com, slash RJ Gomez. I've got a link in my bio with just about everything. It's easier to tell you to do that than it is for me to tell you everywhere I'm at. So make sure you hit that link. You'll find my Sportsbook review stuff. You'll find my in-between media stuff. You'll find the SVGPN stuff. Uh, all the good stuff that's out there. So, uh, yeah, make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Gomez. We're back tomorrow. We're giving you bets for the Xfinity, for the Cup Series, at Darlington, at the Lady in Black, at the track Too Tough to Tame. It is the show too tough to hold down. It's the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening all the way through. We'll See you tomorrow. Until next time, let's go racing and let it ride.